This is the City Surgery on City Talk 105.9. And it's City Talk 105.9's Gadget Surgery. A very good afternoon to you. It's that time of the week where we take your questions on gadget-related problems, tech-related traumas that you're having in your home at the moment that you need to get sorted. Gary Miller is our gadget guru, and he joins us each and every Tuesday afternoon. A very good afternoon to you, Gary. Exactly, Mick. We don't want anybody having traumas in the gadget world. So every Tuesday afternoon, uh, I try and answer their gadget-related questions. DVDs, cameras, TVs, antivirus, laptops not working... A whole host of issues, so we try and do our very best to answer those questions. Uh, Loads of stuff uh, has come through in the past week. If you want to email your questions for the show or a future show, the email address never changes, surgery at citytalk.fm. That's surgery at citytalk.fm. Send in your questions and we'll pick them up, hopefully as part of next week's show. Thank you to everybody who's emailed over the course of this, this week and hopefully we'll be helping you out on today's show. Gary Linder. In Worcester. Now, at the end of this email, she put, she's written, please help. Oh. Says, Dear Gary, after I upgraded to Windows 8.1, I now get a message saying there was a problem with my PC and my computer had to restart. I get this message when I start the computer now. I used to have the problem that the computer would just auto restart after shutdown, but now it is only when I start up. What do I do? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Please help, Linda. Now, that's a, that's a really difficult one because if it had a problem before she upgraded from Windows, I'm presuming 8 to 8.1? Don't know. It doesn't say, you see. That's the issue. Um, it also doesn't say what was the real problem before. It, it was happening before, she said. It restarted at a different point. Yeah, she said, I used to have the problem that the computer would just auto-restart after shutdown. So she's saying that basically... Whenever she used to shut her computer down, it, it used to again. restart it. Now, that's weird. now, when she turns it on, it restarts it. So there's a. It's like switching off and then going back yeah. on again. I've, I can't tell you the answer. What I would actually do is, if in any way she can get onto the system uh, logged on at some point, go into Microsoft.com and go to the knowledge base, the support base, and actually put in that particular problem it sounds to me however as though there is a problem with the actual machine itself so that's a hardware problem it could rather be a than hardware a software problem but could be um but you know sometimes when windows has those issues or any computer has those issues and you think what well, must be the hard disk or the memory or the graphics card the network card it might actually be that windows itself needs to be reinstalled re-upgraded so perhaps if she's got the recovery discs do me a favor put those in and see if you can recover your machine to the last known good point of where your machine was actually working but actually i know from what's been said it never has been working correctly with this auto restarting so there seems to be an inherent issue but it might go back to should she have upgraded to Windows 8 in the first place, and then 8.1, because Windows 8 is designed for particular machines. Now, apart from the fact it should only really, I think, be used on a touchscreen, although it can be used on machines that haven't got touchscreens, 
a particular size of memory, a mm. particular size of hard disk, a particular processor and speed. And it may be that maybe it's just the actual application is too powerful. It's too big for its brain. It can't shove everything in. And that might be going, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, oh. Switch off. Give up. Restart. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Linda. Best of luck with it. It sounds as if it might be a hardware-related problem. Um, but as Gary said, if you can try and recover, it might at least reset your computer yeah. to its last known working point. At least then you'll you'll know. But best of luck with that situation. And I'm, I'm really sorry. And if anybody has had that same issue, why don't you send us in an email or tweet to us so we can at least respond during next week's show to Linda's issue. Okay. Linda from Whiston. Uh, Catherine in Old Swan. Well, she's got a dilly of a pickle here. Uh, Dear Gadget Surgery, I have a new Kindle Fire HD given to me for Christmas. Very oh. nice. I'm not very computer smart, and I thought I had set it up, but now, after charging, it is coming up with 500-internal error on almost everything. How do I fix it? Uh, also, I have to sign in as a guest because I can't connect to the wireless but my guests can. That's Catherine in Old Swan. Catherine, what have you done to that poor machine? Well, it's it's basically a tablet-type machine, and I've never had that error. I'm not an expert in the Kindle in that particular case, so I can't actually help with that answer. Except what I would do, you can log in as guest, go to the Kindle website, type in the error message uh, that's coming up, and see if that gives you an answer to why it's doing that. So I really can't help. I'm really sorry. I wish I Can could. Think, I'm trying to think of a reason why a computer would not allow its prime user, the, the person who tend, the administrator or whatever, who tends to get the powers to do almost anything, would not let them on the internet, but, but then the would let on. the guests on as well. But no, I think it sounds as though uh, that's thrown, thrown us slightly. I think it's a red herring. When you say guests... I think it's guess with their machines, not guess with this particular device. Ah, right, right, right. So, uh, excuse me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me as though, yes, there's a problem with that particular Kindle. The Kindle model again was the uh, HD? It was the Fire HD, yeah. The Fire so it's HD, like so it's a tablet. tablet yeah. So that's not the same as using the guest machines. So I could walk into this lady's, is it Kathleen? Catherine in Old Swan. Catherine in Old Swan. I could walk into Catherine in Old Swan house if she invited me, put my machines on, my iPhone on, and if I had the password to go into her internet, it would let me, the guests mm. would be able to get in. Her machine is a different matter. Factory reset. Um, Try again. Start well, all over again. There's, there's probably a home and a and a power button, like in all the other devices, you, you could press together. For a hard reboot, Leave it yeah. for like three to ten seconds, and it'll do a hard reboot for you. That might actually fix it. And what was that statement you used at your very beginning there? Dilly off a pickle? Yeah. Never heard that before. Have you not? You can use that one if you want, Gary. Oh, go on, Al, yeah. It was Catherine in Oldsman who is in a dilly of a pickle. Uh, Thank Dear you. City Talk, how do I transfer a book from my Dell computer to my Nexus tablet? The book is in Adobe Digital Edition format. I cannot find this format's app that will uh, take it to my tablet. That's Gaz. So that's transferring ebooks gaz if you've got it if it's a, a portable format it's probably going to be digital portable pdf portable digital format that's what it means pdf if it's pdf on one machine it will open on another machine and i can actually save documents in word or in even excel or in page plus or whatever on a pc or on a Mac, if I'm using the relevant application, save it as a PDF and actually send it to my Kindle reader, my e-reader, 
and open it. So as long as it's saved as PDF, it will open on any machine. OK, Gaz, hope that answers your question. Uh, you can send in your questions to surgery at citytalk.fm. Next question through to the gadget surgery comes... Oh, there's no name on this one, or I cut the name off, so apologies for that one. Uh, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll know it's you when I read out the question. Uh, Gary Miller. I have shifted com my computer. I've shifted it, he says. Uh, I switch it on and it just beeps. Screen goes into power saving mode. I have shifted to different PowerPoints without results. The anonymous uh, contributor there, Gary, he's been moving his computer around. He appears to have done something well, to it. Anonymous, which means it's not it's coming he on. or she, uh, let's not presume. Sounds like so. a bloke shifting. Uh, yeah, well, uh, no, no. Um, if it's been shifted and basically it's switching off or what? It's just... Yeah, well, he, he, he turns it on and it just beeps now. So he's obviously done something to it when he's when he's moved it. He says he's tried moving it to different PowerPoints uh, without a different result. That so. doesn't make any sense. I mean, the fact that it's beeping. Um, and then we had this conversation last week about another issue. Um, one beep could mean one thing, two beeps could mean something else, and three beeps something else again. And that's actually uh, a signal to the engineer for that particular make and model of computer that normally says, ah, I know what the problem is. I'll get down to the bottom of it because two beeps tell me it's the graphics card and three beeps tell me it's the hard disk that's an issue. I don't know what the issue with mm. this one is. The fact that it's beeping and he's moving from PowerPoint to PowerPoint doesn't make it that that won't help yeah nothing to do with powerpoint 240 volts or whatever through your device is the same whatever device whatever socket you're using around the house we should have really a standard response to these questions uh, you know often when we do a turn it off and turn it on again response which we've not had to well, do for a while work, on the that's show. not going to work with no, that. what i'm saying for this one is if your pc is beeping at you and it's not coming on properly it's beeping because it's trying to tell it's you telling something you there's something wrong and it's every chance you'll need to speak to an engineer about it because uh, that's what the beeps you know are designed what i to would do. do is i would get somebody maybe go into the office or go to the library find a friend with a machine that is working go on to uh google uh, on on Windows or whatever, in or Safari, and then the search, and just type in what. Just give it a rough example of the problem. My let's pretend, uh, Hewlett Packard or my IBM or my Lenovo or my whatever device is beeping when I switch it on, but doesn't actually come on. Sometimes that's enough to come up with an answer. So it might be that it's actually a known problem with a particular make and model, and it will probably give you a reason why. Okay. An engineer is best in this case if that doesn't help. An engineer, take it to somebody, but they'll charge you 30 quid to 45 quid to 55 quid to look at it. But there's loads of people out there that are called tech guys and ladies who will actually have a look at these things. There you go, uh, correspondent. Sorry, that's not how helpful. You can, you can shift it to the repair shop. Uh, Colin in Bidston says, Dear Gary and Mick, uh, thank you for your question. Colin, he says, I think I released a virus on my Sony Veo. That's a laptop, isn't it? It, it? Uh, it can be a laptop, it can be a desktop, like a touchscreen. There yes. was an update for a program. I clicked on it and realised that I should not have. I tried to open a web browser and it closed, then the screen went black. I restarted the computer. Now it says missing operating system. Ooh, I need help, please. That does sound like a problem. That's serious. Um, that's Colin in Bidston. Well, the first thing is, in all instances, we should all, that's 100% of computer users, need antivirus, anti-malware, anti-adware software 
on our machine that is up to date and it can be up to date automatically by just itself going and getting the most recent updates for that particular piece of software. You've got to do that. Whether it's free or it costs you 30 quid or $30 a year, get it. It's too late for Colin, though. What should he but, do? But that's what you should have done. It's too late. <laughs> yeah. uh, doors closed, horses bolted, all that sort of thing. Um, what he needs to do is, if his screen is going completely black when he's switching it on... Um, well, it's, it's no basically saying... So, yeah, so he's just saying there's, there's no operating system. Exactly. So... Um, Try and do. I'm surprised if it's saying completely no operating system because what it would normally do is it would ask you to do uh, a simple um, Windows startup, a networking Windows startup, or a normal Windows startup. It's not even getting to that. Now that is weird that it's not getting to that because that would then allow you to to actually go in and do a, even a command prompt uh, reboot of the machine. So that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I wonder, there must be some kind of DOS um, in there that he can get access there to. There should be a DOS, but DOS and Windows is part of, nowadays part of the same operating system. So it doesn't even seem to be getting that far. Um, what I would do is, and it depends on which machine it is, when you're switching it on, do two things. Press the function key 8, so it's normally called F8, and keep your finger on it. If that doesn't work and doesn't give you any kind of different kind of uh, instructions on the screen and it still does the beep, black screen, no operating system, try Shift and F8 together. So both press at the same time. If that doesn't work, try the function key F2, F2. And if that doesn't work, Shift and F2. So there's really four combinations there. F2 or F8, Shift and F2 or Shift an F8. And what that does is it will try and reboot the machine from, as you say, that DOS principle, that basic beginning bit. And then that might give you some further help in how to actually resolve And I think issue. if anyone's ever actually uninstalled any kind of like operating system, it's quite a major task. So this idea that suddenly you just close the computer down and the operating system disappeared. That does, does not it, make it, sense. It's, it's almost as if like someone's created a little like problem message. which sort of says hey this is going to sort of mess up with your system but really it, it is all in there still presumably well, for, for if colin i can say was it colin and, yeah yeah colin uh last year if you may remember i chatted i was quite annoyed um i was sitting there using my computer and i didn't do anything i didn't log in in the program i didn't click on a, a pop-up or anything and my computer took a photograph of me and my photograph appeared on what was supposed to be Cheshire Constabulary, Cheshire Police's website, and says, I was illegally using software. No, I wasn't. After that, it locked me out of my machine. And it took me about two days to get back in to my machine. And I had to get the instructions of how to do what I had to do from another machine using Windows on another machine. Type in the problem. And... It's a scam, and it wanted a hundred or three hundred dollars for me to unlock it. But it was just a way of getting my yeah, credit I was card say. and whatever else. And they, it's a well-known scam. It. But actually, it was almost the same thing. It was almost like telling me your machine is now switched off, and in order to fix it, you've got to pay somebody to fix it. That might be what's happened to this, but he's not got that far yet 
for somebody to actually ask them for the money. Okay. Uh, best of luck with that, Colin. It sounds like it's a real problem. So uh, hopefully you can get it solved ASAP. Uh, just finally, this one comes through. Uh, dear City Talk, incoming Skype calls are not ringing on my MacBook Pro. All of the sound operate normally. My, why might this be? So if you've got a MacBook Pro and your sound is working, but then when your Skype rings, there's no ring. Just go. It's your Skype ring, isn't it? That you it's need your Skype to, ring. Your and settings that should be that on. If it's if all the if the volume is up as far as it needs to go and and the speakers are on, then it should work. So there is obviously something going wrong in the Skype application. Just check in your your tools menu, perhaps check your settings menu. Check that you've not switched something off. You may have actually put it on to silent mode, and you can. You may have done that by mistake onto silent mode um, or maybe even a do not disturb mode and the to, do not disturb, the call will still try and come through but you don't know it's coming through. Mm. So it may be that that's been switched on. Just check your tools and setting menu yeah. and make sure that those buttons or those radio boxes, the little circles are not, not clicked. Worst case scenario, you can just uninstall it because it's all saved up there in the cloud anyway. If you just then reinstall it, all your contacts are already there, aren't they? They are, but I, I, that, that's not the issue. I think the issue is is, is probably switch something off on uh, in in terms of the settings. So okay. just put them back on and tell us how you got on. Gary, thank you for your time this thank week. Thank you, Mick. Always a great pleasure to have you on the show and on the station back Monday as part of Breakfast with uh, the latest gadget news. That's Monday from 7.20 and he's back next week as part of Drive Time each and every Tuesday with the gadget surgery. Send in your questions via the email address. It never changes. Changes surgery at citytalk.fm. That's surgery at citytalk.fm. This is the City Surgery on City Talk 105.9.